0: Greetings, Winnipeg fans. It has been a uh, bit of a chaotic last 24 hours for Jets fans. Obviously, you know, the Blake Wheeler news, the Pierre-Luc Dubois news, uh, the lack of a head coach. It's it's not really feeling great. Um, all of this after, you know, Paul Maurice got hired by the Florida Panthers. You know, Jets fans online were kind of celebrating a little bit. And then we get all the news around Dubois and Wheeler, and suddenly it it feels like it's falling down again and everything is collapsing. So we're going to talk about some updates around Wheeler and Dubois, as well as a potential hard deadline for when we'll know the Tross decision, all coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. For Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. As you can see, we've got audio and video versions of this podcast available, so uh, give us a follow on your favorite platform. It's totally free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode, but most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. On tonight's episode, I thought that there were some really key updates to kind of go over. Not a ton of crazy, crazy news, uh, so don't expect anything that's going to blow your mind, but you know, we have gotten some more clarity on Wheeler status, um, as well as some stuff around Pierre-Luc Dubois that I think, for me, I, I have very mixed feelings about. And then we also have a hard deadline on Barry Trots, which um, obviously we're all waiting for some kind of a coaching staff announcement, whether it's Trots or somebody else. But uh, Winnipeg has been very tight-lipped as of yet. So, yeah, we're just playing the waiting game, aren't we? It feels like that is the general status of Winnipeg hockey as it is. But <clears throat> in the meantime, we have a couple of major updates the first that I want to talk about is Pierre-Luc Dubois. I think this is probably the hardest question for the Jets to answer, uh, in part because I think that there are two very different schools of thought. Um, the, the first is that the Jets seemingly are trying to retain him. Uh, this, I, I feel, is an interesting strategy because, you know, if you want to keep Dubois, I, I think it's it's going to be a very difficult and very treacherous road obviously the first thing is, is we don't even have a head coach. So Dubois is is waiting for some kind of an announcement, uh, some kind of an indication of the future of the team. Um, but him telling us that he's already testing free agency, uh, you know, in 2024, right? I don't think it's a negotiation tactic. I think he probably legitimately would be okay with moving on and leaving Winnipeg. Um, for the Jets, I think that this is obviously not the best news, but I will say that it is helpful if if like they can't reach a longer-term contract deal and, in fact, he wants to walk because then the Jets have time to find a suitor and move his rights. Now, let's talk about the strategy of keeping Dubois. I, I think that there's a valid case here to try and retain him if you think that within the next year or so, Winnipeg's situation is going to drastically change. Uh, I think it's probably the riskiest strategy, but um, obviously for... A guy like Dubois, we don't really see too many number one centers available on the market. And so Winnipeg, yeah, it's tough, right? Because you you know that he doesn't want to commit right now, but you also don't really have an immediate replacement for him. And if your plan is to compete within the next two years, um, which is really the the max window that you even have at this rate, it's, it's kind of impossible to let Dubois go. So in that respect, I do understand it. The problem is, if you only get him locked under for like a year or so, you know, that whole situation is going to pop up again. He's still going to want to test free agency. And look, let's be real. The odds that the Jets are going to be competitive in the next two seasons is very slim. You're looking at Colorado and what they've accomplished so far. They're up three to one in the series against Tampa Bay. They look almost unstoppable, and they're in Winnipeg's division, so uh Obviously, the teams that are out in the West right now are looking pretty strong. Vegas just got Bruce Cassidy, which is going to make them a decently strong team. Uh, Dallas is getting Pete DeBoer, who DeBoer, for whatever reason, always seemingly has a good first year before things start to, to bottom out a bit. But, you know, there's a lot of teams that are kind of gearing up for a little bit of an arms race. And the Jets, they're just not really there for me yet. I kind of look at Dubois situation and I feel like if he's not really interested in staying, then just don't worry about trying to retain him. Don't do it year by year because you're going to end up doing the same thing that you did with Jacob Truba, which is getting an okay-ish return, but not really something that was amazing. There were probably better offers uh, a couple of years before he actually got traded, right? So um, don't react to situations, be proactive and look for stuff in advance, because I feel like Dubois is going to go down the exact same road, and for the Jets, that's not really advantageous. If you don't think he's going to stick around, then trade for max value and deal with it afterwards. Um, This will probably mean that the Jets are talking more about the big R word, which is going to be rebuild, but you don't really have many options. I mean, unless the Jets suddenly get back some amazing player that's going to... uh, either give exactly what Dubois is giving us or somehow better it. I mean, there's just not really a scenario where this team is going to be competitive without him. So, yeah, I, I, I think that the school of thought about retaining him, I get it. I don't really agree with it. And I think I would actually uh, be not super happy if, in fact, he is still a Jet uh, come you know the middle of next season or so. I, I hate to say it, but I just feel like if somebody's told you they're not re- you know, ready to stay, you you don't really want to mess around and i think it's not something that should be seen as a negative it's just sort of the pragmatic side of the game and i think for the jets you know Dayoff probably does agree to a point but he also is a little bit concerned about fielding some crap product and we don't even have trotz's signature yet so if trotz is suddenly seeing guys leaving that can't really be the most convincing argument to actually take the job uh and that kind of i think puts the jets in a really difficult spot but ultimately I think the only thing that they really can do is probably trade PLD. Now, PLD is not the only one who wants out. It actually sounds like Blake Wheeler is looking for a bit of a change of pace. We'll talk about what this means for the Jets uh, coming up in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out one of our amazing partners at Bilt Bar. If you have heard me talk about Bilt Bar before, you know that I'm personally a very big fan. They're constantly coming up with new flavors and stuff. If you're not sure what that is, it's actually a protein bar that's more like a candy bar with a 100% chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. They've got dozens of amazing flavors, and they're just uh, coming out with a brand new one called Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. If that just even remotely sounds delicious, well, you probably have functioning taste buds. Um, You might have already had coconut brownies before or some other flavor, but the Coconut Brownie Chunk Man, you've got delicious chewy marshmallow. You've got that uh, fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. I mean, you just really can't go wrong, but you know, as great as these bars taste and they are fantastic, they're even better for you with most clocking in at around 150 to 170 calories, uh, you know, five to seven grams of net carbs and around 16 to 17 grams of protein. So you're getting all of the delicious flavor of a dessert with absolutely none of the guilt, meaning it's perfect for so many different lifestyles, whether you're looking for a meal replacement, maybe something that's like a low carb snack, or a little bit of power to get you through your next workout to go place your order, go to built.com. And when you're checking out, be sure to use promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code locked 15 at checkout for 15% off at built.com. Hello friends. And welcome back to this episode of locked on Winnipeg jets, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Thank you for making locked on jets. Your first listen of the day. Every day. We really appreciate your support and uh, again, we really look forward to hearing more. And uh, certainly you, you, you keep supporting us, giving us your feedback and uh, helping us to get through the offseason of Jets content right now, because it's been a little bit of a mess, right? Uh, Winnipeg is giving us a lot to talk about, and it's not really been all that entertaining. I'm going to be honest. It's it's not the most happiest of news, unfortunately, but, you know, the Jets have put themselves in a tough position. And now it seems like the players are kind of reacting and and one of the players that Uh, Aside from Dubois, who was also reacted as Blake Wheeler. You know, the Blake Wheeler trade stuff kind of came a little bit of a surprise to me, not because I didn't think the Jets would explore it, but because it was made very public. Uh, This for me, I, I was a little bit surprised by because it usually means if the Jets are shopping somebody like Wheeler, that they're thinking about some pretty major changes to the team itself. Uh, Wheeler actually himself has apparently been suggested as also wanting a change of scenery. And if this is the case, if he wants to move on, then suddenly Paul Maurice going to Florida opens a door right there. Right. Um, I think Wheeler would probably, uh, you know, take all the marching orders he could from Maurice. I think they got on really good terms. And so the jets would be looking to get younger and, you know, clear out one of the bigger contracts on the books yesterday's episode, I talked about what they could do to move it. Um, I'm certainly not really a fan of just giving up assets to give up assets so that somebody else can take the deal. I think Wheeler actually is an appealing trade option with the right salary retained. And I think the Jets should be more than willing to do so. Partly because if you're starting a rebuild, right, if you're not really intending to compete, you want to start a rebuild, you know, your cap space suddenly doesn't really matter that much uh, in the sense of, being usable right you don't have to worry about wasting it on players who are uh, going to be expensive and productive you can have lots of dead cap on the books and actually take on assets and things uh, especially like picks and futures to help teams bail out you know their their cap situation and i think that this would be something for the jets to really consider you know if you if you have to move some guys who are really good assets right now and you have some salary retained for maybe the next year or two just do it If it helps you negotiate a much bigger package, I really don't see why you wouldn't go that route because you're not intending to make the playoffs in the next two years. Uh, You've already moved either your captain or Pierre-Luc Dubois or both. Maybe Shifley's out the door as well. You're looking at all these positive value assets that are now leaving, and you do still have to have at least a league minimum cap hit. So uh, I think for me, I think the Jets can make serious bank in assets and futures by offering to retain salary. Don't, you know, just waste money, right? You don't want to spend more than you absolutely have to. But I think to move some money off the books, that's maybe a little bit heavier. Uh, Get some salary out the door. Retain what you can, and uh, I think it'll make stuff like the Wheeler trade a lot more palatable. Now, I will say I was kind of interested to hear that Wheeler himself wants out because in Winnipeg, he's got a pretty cushy situation. He's playing on the first line. He's the captain. He's one of the voices of the team. But if he actually does want out, uh, it tells me that the locker room itself has gotten to the point of no return. And, you know, guys are just done. I would imagine Paul Stastny's probably done. Wheeler seems like he might be done. Shifley has seemed checked out for a couple of years now. Uh, Dubois doesn't really seem like he wants to stay not really a lot of jet skaters are wanting to stick around, which is kind of uh kind of alarming. All of the forwards are kind of talking about moving on. Um, so it's really reassuring when I see aylers have like a totally different mindset. I haven't heard a single thing about Nick wanting to leave. He just seems relatively happy. He's talking about constantly putting in every shift, uh, a really strong effort. He wants to improve his game. Uh, Kyle Connor seems pretty happy too. So at least some of the really young guys are, are satisfied, but um, as far as the rest of the team is concerned, it is kind of disconcerting to see Wheeler want to leave. I think it's better for the Jets if he does move on, but yeah, I mean, your captain also saying he's toast, it's its a—it's uh, not a great reflection of your organization, and I think the Jets have a lot of questions to answer once all of the dust settles. I wish that I had something to really say That's that's... Positive about this. Um, the only thing I can really say is that it does make the choice uh, of next couple of years whether you rebuild or compete a lot easier. And the answer has got to be rebuild. I think I was already favoring a rebuild for a while now, but this is just starting to confirm it. And unfortunately, guys like Shifley, Hellebuck, some of those other players, they're going to have to be on the block too. I think. Uh, Even just giving them a chance to seek a ring elsewhere, I think that would be, you know, on a personal level, a good thing. And I think for the Jets, long term, they also have to think about, you know, the health of this organization, the age uh, that they want to be at, especially the average age across the entire team, and whether or not they really feel they can win anytime soon. My guess is probably not. I think you look at the teams that are out there right now, and Winnipeg is so far behind, there's just not really uh, a really good argument for trying to force things. So yeah, I, I think after this, this summer is done, the jets are going to be a totally different squad. And I don't even want to begin to try and guess what it's going to look like. Whatever, uh, hypothetical lines I had a couple of weeks ago, those have officially been blown out the door. I think we all kind of know things are going to be looking a lot different at the start of next season. Now, we still don't even know who the head coach is supposed to be, and we did get an update about Trotz. Uh, Apparently, July 1st is going to be the hard deadline for him to make a decision. I'll talk about whether or not I still think him joining the Jets actually makes sense, and you know, from his perspective, what can Winnipeg offer him if they're not going to give him a good roster? We'll talk about all of this just coming up right after the break. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Lockdown Winnipeg Jets. Uh, I'm sorry that it's not been the happiest of episodes. I'm sure it's been a bit of a, a bitter pill for a lot of us to swallow. I, I think we all sort of, to some degree, in the back of our heads knew that the reality of guys wanting to leave was inevitable in some capacity. But I think hearing the number of guys and the quality of players that are asking to be moved on, it's it's just not a particularly good situation. But you know, the Jets are looking at Barry Trots, and they were actually maybe the ones being hesitant on signing the deal because Trots himself wants to exercise a lot of control over the roster. And that's not something that Shipman or Chevy have given up previously. We talked about it on a previous episode uh, as to why, you know, Trots, especially if his objective is coaching, uh, if his roster is basically going to be depleted then this is not the team to join. Detroit would probably have a more NHL caliber roster, uh, even if it's not one that you're willing to um, call a playoff contender. At least there are, I guess, more warm bodies to work with. With the Jets, though, I think what would actually be a very big incentive is Trotz isn't even sure if he wants to coach. Uh, He's been talking about maybe even taking a year off or just going straight into management. If if it's actually a management option, then this gives Trotz a really good in with the Jets because Winnipeg would probably, I don't know, give him some time a day to try and figure out how to improve this team. And for Trotz, it would actually be a really good learning experience because you've already got Shovel Day off. Uh, for better or worse, Chipman's heavily involved in a lot of the decision-making too. So it's not like Trotz has to suddenly take like an assistant GM role. He can be maybe part of some advisory board or something. Uh, to help oversee operations, and kind of learn as he goes. I think his heart is still probably in Nashville to some degree, and if he wanted to go back and maybe take over Dave Poyle's job when Dave is done, well, you work with the Jets for a couple of years, you learn the ropes of what exactly it takes to be a GM, suddenly that opening, uh, that job opening is going to look a lot easier to handle, and you can come in with a pretty decent resume. So, I think in a lot of ways, the Jets, whether they have a team or not, it's going to be a good option for him to take, whether it's as a management officer or, you know, on the ground as a coach. I think both options are equally viable, and I think Trots would be at least decently satisfied with, you know, working in either position. Um, I, I just think despite all of the changes, <clears throat> the Jets just can offer the kind of flexibility that not many other teams can. You know, would Eiserman really give Trotz the run of the roster if he goes to Detroit? Got to be honest, I'm not real sure of that. So, yeah, I'd be curious to know how you feel about this. Do you still want Trotz to come? Uh, obviously, this is probably a more contentious question than uh, you would have expected a couple of weeks ago. But be sure to let me know at hlivingloco loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. Uh, Also drop your thoughts in the YouTube comments below. I'll try and get to them as quickly as I can and see if there are any really good questions, maybe for tomorrow's episode or for a future one. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. Uh, on On tomorrow's episode, we'll probably talk about the updates around the Stanley Cup series and also... Whether or not, you know, there's any other changes coming to the roster, some guys who might be out the doors, uh, as well as, you know, Dubois, Shifley, Wheeler, the usual suspects, and, you know, what the Jets are going to have to do to try and get at least some kind of an NHL roster uh, assembled for next season. But again, for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Be sure to make your second last lesson or listen Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no one else. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!